Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Today's feast is one of those that, of course, we celebrate it every year on November 21st, uh, and we know that it's the entrance of the Theotokos into the temple, but there's a lot that we don't know about this feast, uh, that most of us don't know, at least. There's a whole lot of history that leads, that gives us information about this celebration and why the Virgin Mary was going into the temple and what her life in the temple meant. And we could talk for a long time about all of that, uh, but I would like to just say a few words about this feast and what it, and what it means for the Panagia. As we know, her parents, Joachim and Anna, were, were, were elderly. They were unable to have children and they were incredibly devout people, very faithful and pious people. And they prayed to the Lord that he would grant them a child. And they said, that, they said Lord, if you, if you give us a child out of our gratitude to you, we will dedicate her to you. And so, as we know, Anna conceived and bore the child Mary. And when she was three years old, we know that her parents, Joachim and Anna, brought her to the temple. Now this is different, a different presentation to the temple than what we practice now as the 40-day blessing for a child. This is a separate dedication. This was a very special dedication because she wasn't just going to the temple to be blessed and to give thanks to God, but she was going to the temple to live there. She was a three-year-old little girl who was leaving her parents to go and live in the temple. And she wouldn't live in the temple by herself. There were other women who lived there. Nowadays, we would call these people nuns or monastics. And these women were dedicated to living their life in prayer and to growing in holiness with the Lord. And so Mary, this young girl, this three-year-old girl, lived with them in the temple for many years. And this rank of, of women was, were called dedicated virgins. So these were typically women who were older, who were widows in many cases, and had no one to support them in first century Palestine, either financially or for protection. And so the women would go to live in the temple. And in, in, this whole, in this community of other women who were also striving for holiness and needing a place to live. And so these women were dedicated virgins. They were, as I said, like modern-day monastics. And they were only allowed to live there in the temple for a certain period of years, either when they were very young or when they were older. Typically, in, in first century Judaism, there were a lot of rules and instructions about what made someone worthy to enter the temple. And one of those things that made people unworthy to enter the temple was the shedding of blood. And so for women who were in their period of, their, of menstruation, they were not allowed to be in the temple. So we have, in this specific example... We have the young girl, Mary, who was three years old, who came to live in the temple with these older women who were in their 60s, 70s, and perhaps older. But from the teenage years to the elderly years, 
no women were allowed to live in the temple. And so Mary grew up in the temple in this environment, this situation of holiness. And when she became a teenager, she had to leave the temple. She had to leave the temple because she would begin her menstruation. And that is why Mary left the temple and was betrothed to Joseph, as we know. We're beginning our preparation for Christmas, and the story is all tied together, I promise. And so Mary left the temple and went to live with Joseph, not to be married, not to be his wife and to bear his children, because she was a dedicated virgin who dedicated her life and her purity to the Lord. But she went to live with Joseph because he also was an older man. He had children. He had a wife who had passed away. And he was elderly and couldn't care for himself. And so there was no need for the procreation of children in this specific instance. So Mary went to live with him so that he could protect her to preserve her virginity, to preserve her purity until she was older and was able to return to the temple. So this is the situation in which Joachim and Anna brought their little girl to the temple. They brought this three-year-old blessing in their life to dedicate her to God. And when we think about this feast, we have to remember how extreme a perspective that is. Many of you gather here today are are mothers. Could you imagine sending your three-year-old child away to live in the temple? No way. I see head shaking. It's, It's an unbelievable thing to consider. But yet this is what happened. This was the holiness in this family, the holiness of the Virgin Mary to when she was brought to the temple, she was led there by the other girls who were her age and older, and she wasn't afraid to leave her parents. But the stories that we have in the church is that she actually ran up the steps. She ran up the steps to the temple and did not look back because her focus was on God. Her focus, even as a three-year-old child, was on holiness. And so as we celebrate this feast today, of course, our lives are very different than first-century Palestinians. Not that they were Palestinians at that time, but the people who lived in first-century Palestine. Our lives are very different than theirs. And we aren't dedicating our children to live in the church as dedicated virgins But for each of us, no matter our age, no matter our sex, no matter what we are, we look to the Panagia as an example of someone who loved to come to the church, someone who loved God so much that she wanted to live in the temple, even as a child, someone who was so focused and dedicated on growing in holiness that she was chosen by our God to be the Panagia, to be the mother of God. And so, in much the same way, our challenge for us today in celebrating this feast is to to consider the ways that we also can grow in holiness. What are the ways that we can cultivate in our own hearts and in our own lives a love for the Lord that mirrors the love that the young Mary had to be with the Lord, to be in his temple, to worship at the footstool of his feet, and to grow in holiness. One last note, if we skip ahead again to the Annunciation. 
the archangel Gabriel came to the Virgin Mary and said, Hail, O O highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Right? When he announced that she would conceive the Lord in her womb. He came to her and announced that she was highly favored in God's sight. She was holy. She was blessed already. She lived a life of holiness before she became the mother of God. And so in much the same way, all of us who are not the mother of God, we also have that ability to grow in holiness, to grow in holiness by coming to the church, by receiving the Holy Eucharist within us, receiving the Lord our Jesus Christ within us in Holy Communion, and growing in holiness and prosperity all the days of our lives. May we have the prayers of the Panagia as we celebrate this feast of hers today. Amen.